0: Landis here and welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. And I am also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Program. And this is a fully comprehensive holistic lifestyle program or educational program based on the principles of nutrition. Natural nutrition being raw living foods, literally everything somebody could want to know in an A to Z fashion about the power of raw food nutrition, how to do it correctly for any individual's function. We also go deep into superfood nutrition. Tonic herbalism, traditional herbal systems, and how they've been led into modern application. Basically, how to take ancient wisdom and apply it to your life where you are now. We also go deep into detoxification principles and strategies. We go very deep into the world of hormone health, neurological health, how to develop a beautiful child, a healthy, vibrant child, how to help have a healthy pregnancy. Oh, what else? Man, we go into so much. It's actually mind-blowing. It's a 125-video course, and it's designed to be at anybody's own pace. So there's no pressure. There's no time limit, actually, where anybody can jump right in, and they have complete access to the entire course, all the bonuses, and all that good stuff. So you can find more information about the Holistic Health Mastery Program at holistic now on to today's show this episode features a friend and colleague of mine over from Toronto her name is Marnie Wasserman and if you've been paying attention to the health-based podcast out there you may have heard about her uh, she has a podcast called the ultimate health podcast with her partner Jesse. And what an incredible podcast they put together with some of the leading edge experts on all aspects of health. I actually was featured on their podcast maybe six or seven months ago. It's number 46, by the way, if you guys want to tune into that. And it was on why calcium supplements don't work. Um, We touched on like The most caffeinated plant in the world and um, power to power up your adrenals. And really, that was a power packed interview. One of my favorite interviews I've ever been a part of. So, check that out. But in this interview with Marnie, we really go into some incredibly practical areas that people can start to refurnish their lifestyle habits and start to create the life of their dreams, create the health vibrancy of their dreams, and really take their life to a completely new level. We go into a lot of different depths that don't normally get addressed in these health-based conversations. We discuss um, Marnie's ritual for her busy on-the-go lifestyle, how she anchors in and stays grounded and focused through all the terrain of just being a busy entrepreneur and coaching people and speaking and that kind of thing as well as her relationship with her partner Jesse, who she works with on the podcast. So I wanted to ask her like how do, how does that relationship dynamic work for you guys and how do you create harmony within the relationship? thought that was pretty cool. And then we just go deep into the whole health conversation, the distilling the primary principles that she has learned from from interviewing so many, experts, and a lot of experts that contradict each other, as will happen in the health world. We really distill the primary principles, and I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, Marnie Wasserman, enjoy. Simply said, Marnie Wasserman's life is rooted in healthy eating. Culinary nutritionist, health strategist, co-host of the Ultimate Health Podcast, and founder of Marnie Wasserman's food studio and lifestyle shop located in Midtown, Midtown Toronto, where she teaches her signature cooking classes and offers collaborative workshops and urban retreats. She is also the author of Fermenting for Dummies and Plant-Based Diet for Dummies. Marnie has also made several media appearances on Breakfast Television, Global News, CBC, CHCH, and News Talk 1010, and has articles in the National Post, Toronto Star, Huffington Post, and many others. Marnie uses passion and experience to educate individuals on how to adopt a realistic plant-based diet that is both simple and delicious. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a little while, and it was the right time to bring you on. And before we start, I just want to preface for maybe for you and for the listeners that the, the way that I do these interviews is I like to bring a lot of people onto the show, the guests onto the show, and go down um, some of the pathways that aren't as traveled in a lot of these podcasts that come out um, you know, obviously, we are going to go into the core of your work and your message, and also what led up to the insights and possibly the transformation that led to you doing the work you do now. But I have a little tricks, a few tricks up my sleeve to take this into some art, uncharted territory. Sue, so are you ready for that?
1: So ready, so excited.
0: Mm, beautiful. So, um, I think the first place I would love to start with you is. How did you get into the work you do now? What was your interest into health, lifestyle? A lot of people, most of us, I would say, tend to have some kind of impetus, some kind of like call to action where something might have happened in our life or our health and it kind of sidelined us. Uh, I don't know too much about your backstory, so, you know, let's dive into that.
1: Well, I'm probably going to be the different person who actually Mm. didn't have any crisis, any kind of one-hit moment that transformed everything. I think, (laughs) I don't mean to sound cliche, but I think it was ingrained in me to want to do the work that I've done. I've always been passionate about health and the body from a young age, just totally curious what nutrition for the body meant and how the body moved, how it functioned, and over the years, just really stripped away, stripped away, wanting to learn more and understand what food did to the body for fuel. So, yeah, there was no, I sometimes try and think back. Just to, I'm like, was well, there something someone said? Was there a book that I came across? Um, and and nothing really comes up. I think I've just always, anyone who always talked about food, as I was growing up, I remember being in grade six in grade school, and I had friends talking about vegetarianism, and one of my best friends was vegetarian. Um, so just the concept of eating healthier, whatever that meant at the time, piqued my interest and I every year that has passed, I got deeper and deeper and started to make transformations to my own life as I gained more knowledge.
0: You know, that's a really cool point is that I think, you know, I I, I I'm rooted mostly my original my original background is in personal development in psychology and human behavior. So I'm kind of like a renegade human behavior nutritionist, I guess. And I I always you know, I guess what I want to say is that most people I find, including myself, somehow we feel as though we need a pressure cooker, we need some kind of thing to happen in our life that puts us on track, but what I like about this and what I want to what I want to put out there is that we can actually make the choice to walk a, a more congruent path, or to walk a you know a healthier path, right? We don't have to wait for something to sideline us as you didn't in, in order to you know take those first steps.
1: Right, and yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> so I got deep in and just kind of carved out my own way, and I'm still carving it out. That's the beautiful thing. It's an evolving journey, a health journey, learning so much through amazing. Inst- Inspiring people, experts such as yourself, and all these awesome people that I get to talk to on a day to day basis.
0: Mm, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I, I really want to um, dive into, you know, what what was your inspiration and what still inspires you to do your podcast. And for everyone listening, um, Marnie and her partner Jesse have an amazing podcast called The Ultimate Health Podcast, and uh quick little plug here. I was uh, interview forty six, and I totally encourage everybody to check that out if you haven't. I think it's titled something like um, "Calcium Supplements Don't Work: Powering Your Adrenal, something like that. So, everyone check that out for sure. And uh, but but moving forward, you know, yeah. So what 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 made you want to even start hosting interviews? And uh, yeah,
1: so being in the health world for so long, having you know my own business where I teach cooking classes and I've d- read lots of books and I'm just always dipped into what's going on. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have met Jesse because he kind of pushed, he pushed the, the podcast thing was new to me. So let's just start there. The podcast thing was very new to me. I didn't really know what that meant, how powerful they were, that they were becoming really big. But I loved the idea of sitting down and having conversations with amazing people. So it was about bringing, you know, the technology with the uh, with the conversation that I had to get my head around. And lucky, you know, lucky enough for, for me, I guess, <laughs> was that he pushed forward and uh, and I, I I went along with it. And I think in the beginning, I really started to open my mind that this is a really powerful unbelievable tool, not only for us as the host, but for all the people that we get to connect with and reach that, that I can't reach through my cooking classes alone. Like we're able to go worldwide and beyond and just, you know, connect with people in their ears and people can listen to all these amazing conversations and it's pushed us forward, you know, as, as a host of a show now, I, I've really, you know, started to master my, my language, my speaking, my, commu- my communication, as I say that, <laughs> um, as well as, you know, diving deeper into questions and finding things out that are really kind of new and also taking on some of the information that we're hearing from these guests. It's unbelievable the transformations that I've made to, to my health and my routines based on some of the knowledge that's, uh, that's said in the podcast.
0: How did you and Jesse, um, you know, how did you two meet, I guess? And then I'm kind of curious just a little bit on that backstory, because one of the things that I actually wanted to bring up with you, I'm curious about. And a number of my friends, some of our colleagues um, that we both know, have, I've had these conversations um, about the dynamic of two people equally passionate either on parallel or are actually joining together and and how does that work because sometimes that can be kind of a tricky road so you know how did you guys meet and then um what's that dynamic like with you guys
1: yeah very lucky very fortunate because it is you know i i experience people day in day out who are on a similar journey as my own and they have a partner or people in their life that are just not on the same page and it's a challenge so you know I, i really am grateful so jesse and i uh, I was in a previous relationship slash marriage <laughs> before. Um, so when that was ending, I was really open mind, opening my mind to what was out there. And Jesse and I had somewhat been in touch online. I knew he was in the health world and he lives four hours away from me. And, you know, I, part of me was like, okay, that's never going to work. But at the same time, hey, there's a guy that I know that's into healthy eating, into healthy living. He's active. Sounds cool. Why not just like start chatting with him and see what's up? And that continued very quickly um, conversations on Facebook to text messages to getting together periodically to developing into a relationship. And as you know, you realize in the beginning, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm dating myself, which was kind of interesting in the beginning. (laughs) It was like, ah, is this a good thing? Sometimes you want someone who's very different than you. But then as you realize that we have so many similar interests, interests, but what complements us are the things that are pushing us both forward. So it was really amazing to find that out about each other. It's like what you know, he's good at being present and focused and all these things. And I've got these other traits that like we, we end up complimenting each other. I'm, I'm, he's the dreamer. I'm the practical girl. (laughs) So it's really nice to have that. And then you put that together with our health passion and our dynamic for that in our, you know, daily routines. It's, it's amazing to be able to say, okay, let's do this. Let's make this for dinner. Let's go here. Let's, you know, Let's create this podcast or whatever it is. And we're totally on the same page. It's unbelievable to be able to share that with someone that it's like a best friend and it's your partner. And it's so easy. It's just so easy to, to have that. And so I am so grateful and it's so nice to be able to find someone so for those you know yeah i'm very lucky as well to have a lot of colleagues here in toronto as well who you know have partners like that and it's nice that we all get to kind of share that together (laughs) because it's a good little network to be able to be on the same page and talk about the same reishi mushroom and tinctures and goji berries and you know what recipe we just made and we're all excited about it it's uh it's really fun
0: yeah, you know, there's something um, in me coming out that I want to kind of explore just a little bit further in this dynamic. Um, it's such a fascinating topic about the the relationship, the partner dynamic. I like the word partner because it is more accurate in terms of what we are all actually seeking in a relationship is to partner up with somebody in some dynamic, whether it's a short-term or longer-term life partnership. And so just on that theme, you know, what what is, and you don't have to go into too many details, but what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, do you guys live together at this point? Um, what, what do each of you require um, for yourselves as individuals? And then how does that, you know, your self-practices, I guess, how does that um, bring more harmony to the to the partnership
1: well currently right now it's funny timing jesse living four hours away uh we are together three out of four days of the week so he comes in toronto on the weekend so we spend those days together so kind of half living together um but he is making the move very very soon to toronto so that will be full time um so we already you know we've traveled together we're together so much that we get to experience what days do look like and it's 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 so nice cause it's non-competitive and we're both equal in terms of what we want. And of course there's demands of like, you know, I want to go to bed early and if he's still working on something, you know, there's the day to day stuff that kind of builds up. But I do find that we are completely, as I said before, on the same page with the things we want to do. If we want to meditate before bed, we're like, all right, let's put on headspace and let's do that. And we're like, yeah. And then if one of us is maybe caught up in social media or on the computer, it's like we pull each other out of it. And we're able to understand because we'll catch each other on opposite times. Either I'm caught up and he's pulling me down or he's caught up. I'm like, Jess, come on, let's do this. So it's really nice because we, if it's not always at the same time, we do find that we're able to find equal ground and call each other on our, (laughs) on our things that we think that we shouldn't be doing. Um, So we're able to develop these routines together that, that really work very synergistically and, it's, it's a beautiful thing and I really, I'm really grateful and I'm really excited for him to move to Toronto so we can, we can really f- create our flow together day in, day out from morning till night. And we just got a new dog, so that's going to add a whole new uh, <laughs> challenge to the, to the game because it requires a lot of work and a lot of teamwork. So this is kind of pre-parenting training for us to see how that works on the dynamic of our relationship. But, uh, but it's all exciting stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, okay, so let's go into this. Uh, you have two amazing books, and they both have the theme of, um, you know, for dummies. And obviously that doesn't mean that um, this is quote-unquote for dummies, but it's obviously that, that those all those previous books of, uh, I don't remember, like iMac for dummies or whatever, all, all those things, right, that are basically like simplified and very basic um, explanations of a certain subject, and I, I'm just reading your bio here, and I want to I I magnify this a little bit and get more insight from you. How to adopt a realistic plant-based diet that is both simple and delicious. So in your books, Fermenting for Dummies and Plant-Based Diet for Dummies, um, I want to I wanna get a, a feel for what your um, intention writing those books was, and then, you know, more about that that you want to share.
1: Yeah, so I was very lucky to be uh, proposed by the publisher of Wiley to write, write these books. And fermenting for forummies was my first book, and it uh, it was definitely at the time it was kind of fermenting was within my repertoire, but I was kind of excited slash nervous to like take on a book. But it was it was pretty awesome. But I knew I was only going to take on the plant based component of it at the time. I was totally vegetarian, and there was no way that I was going to tackle kind of meat and dairy and beer and alcohol and things things that I out of my realm. So I co-authored that book, and I've tackled everything plant-based in that book, and then the other author tackled everything meat and dairy. So if that was an incredible expor- exploration of a subject matter that is very niche, but now, you know, a couple years later, it's gained so much uh, attention, and fermented this and fermented that is, is so popular, and people are really open-minded to it. And and with plant-based that came following that which was perfect because that really is that's been the core of what I've done for many years and i you know as vegan as vegetarian i've you know always just included plants as part of my philosophy but i've never pushed uh, you know the vegan title or anything on anyone so with my studio and my business using plant-based as the core it was perfect that i was able to encapsulate that into a book. And what's nice about the Dummies book, as you said, is that it is simplified. It's a way to take a lot of concepts, a lot of questions that people have, whether it's in gluten-free, grains, cooking beans, all those things that are like, how do you do it? What do you add to it? What are the recipes that are really easy to make? And I've been building up this knowledge for so many years that now I kind of have a Bible, so to speak, that it all went into. So when that book came out, I was just really excited to have this resource that was through an amazing publication that was able to get out worldwide, but it was also a mechanism for me to kind of hand it out to students and say, here, here, this answers your questions. Everything people have been asking from meal planning to what to feed their kids to how to fuel themselves for exercise and vegetarian, vegan or not, even people who are eating a mixed diet, um, eating meat, eating eggs, eating whatever, you can incorporate more plants. And that, I'd say my book is now... It's been two or three years. It'll be three years this summer, I think, since it's come out. And I've transformed quite a bit. Like, I'm not kind of carved, carving myself into kind of the vegan paradigm. I'm really branching out. I'm more vegetarian, including fish now. So I still keep that plant-based as a core. And now I can really open that up to people and say, you know what? Everyone needs more plants. Everyone needs easy recipes. People want to cook at home. How can we do that in a really simple, easy, delicious way that – you're going to actually repeat day in, day out <laughs> and not just, you know, look at a recipe once and be like, okay, that looks great. I'll make that on a Friday night. and I'm never going to make that again. But how can we build this into our life and get my kids to eat it and get our husbands or wives or picky eaters to eat these foods that might seemingly seem kind of complicated or out of the realm and, and make them really easy, <laughs> so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. You know that reminds me of the famous book Food Inc. And one of the the quotes that just sticks out of that book is "Eat less, mostly plants."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's yeah. what, that's what I think of when I hear the word plant based, opposed to um, um, any other divisionist term that we might think of when we think of like isms. You know, vegetarianism, uh, veganism, or or any other form of it, carnivorism whatever and i like i like the term plant based because it really is accurate to to what my philosophy is at this point through through my maturation and what it sounds like for you is that ultimately no what no matter what your subscription is plants and mostly raw this is my 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 feeling is the foundation. It's the blueprint. It's not the, it's not the end all be all by any means. It's a step towards your progression and your, your health exploration, but it ultimately is the foundation. And then there's all these other pieces that you can play with and, um, build upon that.
1: For sure. And yeah, exactly. Plants are the core. Like everyone can eat plants, like whatever your paradigm is, you can eat, you know, there's, (laughs) there's so much within the plant-based world And namely greens, that's always what comes first to mind for everyone, you know, across all boards. I think everyone agrees that greens are a foundation and a staple and something we should be including in many different forms, not just a leafy salad, like chlorella, spirulina, and, you know, juices and smoothies. And how can we get more greens in and, you know, even starting there with people, like when I'm doing talks and presentations, like starting there, starting with something that people can understand it might be hard to get their head around how to cut a collard green and how to put it into a recipe, but once they kind of realize that the benefits of this and understand that this is what animals eat in the wild, this is what horses eat, this is uh, the food that actually has the full spectrum of you know chlorophyll, enzymes, nutrients, protein, um, carbohydrate, even and you know good healthy fats, all in micro 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 amounts. But this is the food that actually builds us up and makes us last forever. And I know that you're big on that too.
0: <laughs> have you found um, with, with people that you're either coaching or um, teaching that by using the approach that these are options um, that you can add in opposed to you need to take this out? Have you, have you found psychologically and, and otherwise that this is more effective?
1: For sure. Showing people how to add things in and finding simple ways that they can include different new foods into their existing diet uh, is is a much easier approach. Now, some people sometimes want to take things out because they're reacting or they're allergic or whatever it is, but I do find that for the long term, adding things in and hopefully in time, their palate will change. They'll start to crave good foods and wean out the bad foods and start to make changes that way. It's a much softer, easier. And psychologically, I think it's it's just a healthier approach.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, that's a core philosophy. If I were to sum up kind of my strategy or my approach with people, it, it, it relies a lot on that that philosophy of subtraction by addition. And I look at myself as a as a um, specimen to that kind of experiment where I got started with one thing and then it led to another thing another thing and I just had this really genuine desire to explore the full menu board of the the universe and it just started attracting new options to my awareness and all I said was, okay I want to try this I want to try this and then before I knew it, um, I started to, Uh, become a raw food enthusiast. I became a vegetarian. I became a superfoodist and an herbalist, not because I had the intention or I was trying to become that, but actually it was a natural evolutionary process simply by me first saying, hey, I want to try a green vegetable juice. And then that, that took shape. So I think that's a really important idea because a lot of my work is is exiting out of just the food and nutrition world, and it 's much more about bridging the spiritual principles the the principles of transformation in all areas of our life and I found that that philosophy is really universally applicable in any area of our life for sure I completely agree mm-hmm. so you know with your with your radio show your podcast i 'm curious. What are the most impactful insights that you've learned from all the guests you've had on your show?
1: Well, I'm kind of, I've been making a lot of transformations recently to my diet, my lifestyle. Let me start, I won't start with the diet because that's kind of leading up to where I'm at right now. So I'll start with kind of more the spirituality and meditation and sleep. So sleep was one of the f- first concepts that really started to kind of push at me through multiple interviews that we had. It was like, okay, I need to make sleep more of a priority. I need to get to bed earlier. I need to create my little sanctuary and, and have better quality sleep. So that's something I think I've, I've, I could say I've mastered now. I I think my sleeps, well, not with the new puppy, but (laughs) up until now I've been really diligent on trying to go to bed at a decent time, you know, creating the space for a good quality sleep, getting up, feeling refreshed. So that was one of the first things early on that I was like, okay, it was already a goal before the podcast started. And then it kind of kept getting drilled in, drilled in sleep, sleep, sleep. So check off the list meditation was probably the next one to make meditation part of my daily routine and keep that consistent. I'm kind of faltering on that a little bit right now. It's really hard. I find, well, it's not, I shouldn't say it's really hard. I make it hard. You can include it in. And so that's, that's an ongoing one for me to make sure that I put on my headspace or find some other means, whatever that is for me for that meditation, that quiet time just for me. And I'm, I'm keeping that, uh, I'm keeping that on a on an open checklist right now so that I can keep that uh, as a priority because i I want that more in my life now, as for diet, that's been a really interesting one, so you know being the plant based expert and being um, someone who's done the the vegan thing and I not being vegan but being captured into the vegan paradigm for almost eight to 10 years in Toronto and uh, in North America and wherever, you know, I'm written up in it's always, you know, Marnie gets pegged into this corner. So I've really started to open up my mind to how am I feeling? How's How's my body responding? What's best for me? And I, through the podcast, through a lot of our guests, it ke- kind of keeps coming up that like less carbohydrate or less grains, less starches, more fat, um, you know, playing with the ratios of the body can equal you know, better quality skin, sleep, health overall. And I've been noticing little things trickling in my life over the last, I'd say year, year and a half that I didn't before. So little things where there's digestion or skin irritations or just things that felt off. And of course my diet being so pristine and so clean and so amazing. Everyone looks to me like, how do you do it? How do you eat so good? Like I'd never had to question my diet. But started to, again, through stories and people sharing their experience that sounded exactly like what I was going through. And they were on a similar path where they were, as you said, like experimenting the raw vegan world and dabbling in and then started to experiment a little bit. So I'd say over the last year, year and a half, I've kind of jumped out a little bit where I've started to venture in with, you know, eggs and fish a little bit here and there and now really adding in a lot of higher fat, you know, with a lot of our most recent interviews with Dr. Mark Hyman and a couple of other of our guests, you know, just talking about the ratio and flipping that ratio. And not for vanity, not for weight loss. That's not where I'm coming from. I'm coming strictly for health. How am I feeling? Am I thriving? Am I at the best possible place that I can be? And diet's within my control, my environment, my living situation, Toronto, like pollution, who knows? Some of those can be affecting my health that I, I can't see, but my diet, I can see. And so I'm actually week three in a little bit of a diet transformation for me, which is pretty big. I've just taken out, uh, grains and beans, which are like the core of a plant-based diet, which is so hard for me to say. It's like, Oh my God, that's, that's what I cook all the time. And those are what like my cooking classes are focused on, but taking those out and really focusing on, um, a lot of higher fat. I'm not even eating that much animal protein. I'd say eggs a little bit and fish a little bit, but it's actually, it's, it's ending up being mostly a, a raw vegan diet, so to speak, mm-hmm. but it's high fat and I'm feeling so good. My energy, my skin, my body just feels amazing. Now, how long this will go on? I don't know. Like I, again, I don't believe in restriction, but I'm right now just testing the waters just to see if certain things change with, with my health. But, uh, and, and, and I can really attribute that to, to some of our guests on the podcast, which is amazing, and a couple of other markers you know through my naturopath there's been a lot of signs pointing me to go into this direction for a long time but Ronnie, you know like when you're stuck in a dogma and you're stuck in a certain place, it's very hard to get your head around stepping out of that, and not only stepping out of that for yourself but also to go public about it and to tell people you know this is what i'm doing, and this is how I'm eating. And I just wrote a blog post very recently, just it was titled Tweaking an Already Clean Diet Ate Easy. Um, because it it wasn't easy. It's it's a challenge for me. Sometimes I'm thinking, but what am I gonna do for dinner? Like I I feel like I'm, you know, at a loss right now because I'm not I'm not interested in eating meat or chicken at this point. So I'm kind of in this in-between place right now where I've limited some of my options, but I've also opened up the doors to some new creative possibilities. So I've been making some really Fun, unique recipes this past uh, couple of weeks, and it's it's quite interesting.
0: Hmm. There's so much I can really <laughs> like unpack in that whole thing even further. There's so many directions I could go. Um, but let's start with wh- kind of where where you left off is that the whole the whole um, macronutrient ratioing. Um, Ratioing your macronutrients, so your proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Although, um, is kind of a it's a basic nutritional principle. But I, I have come back to it, um, kind of in, in unintentionally over my own health evolution. And I've taken a, a you know, I'll just say it this way. Um, I started out one way. And I don't even totally remember what that was now. It's like a whole different um, edition of myself. But I do remember being very enthusiastic and, and borderline fanatical, um, you know, during the early initiation of raw food and doing like tons of fruit and celery and cucumbers and totally not knowing what I was doing. And I went through some, some total lessons that I, I, I'm grateful I went through it in private. Before I did become a public figure and I really explored the dynamics of diet and the psychology of diet leaders and really finding out the truth like wow there's a lot of like neurotic irrational and very um, uh, aggressive pushes to prove an idea um, so a circle or a clubhouse of people can all band together and raise their banners um, kind of like a bi- bipartisan political system. Um, And essentially, I was disillusioned by the polarization um, that I was seeing, and then I finally just kind of, I walked my own lane, and then developed my own philosophy, and just experimented, essentially. And what's interesting is, I went through a big duration of, of in private, um, just implementing certain animal foods. I even went back to uh, grass-fed meat for about two weeks, and... I came to this place where I I was alleviating the dogmatic tendencies and in coming into a state of truth and wanting to know, okay, once and for all, before I continue this path as a public orator, because this ain't going to stop, like this is only going to get bigger and bigger for me, so I need to find out what the truth is for me now. And so I explored... Um, grass-fed meat for two weeks, and I got to tell you, um, it was very liberating because not what most people say about it, but for me personally, after two weeks, I had no profound epiphanies. I had no um, cognitive increase in my, my brain. I, had, I just felt this weird neutrality and kind of like a heaviness, and then I got a message that I, I attribute to spirit, whatever someone wants to call it. It was an insight that told me, you're meant to be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, great. And so all the the, the, the willpower and all that kind of thing that people try to force themselves into a box, I felt it all just wash away from me. And then ever since then, years ago, I've moved forward using that as a barometer. Like for me, again, vegetarianism is a very balanced and integrative approach to where I think we're all moving forward to in places of compassion and humanity and, and the humane and um, uh, treatment of animals and animal husbandry, and, and you know, all the different factors environmentally, all the different factors that are attributed to our dietary choices. And leading up to where I'm at now. I'm actually, again, I'm pretty much like mostly a raw foodist except for like, you know, uh, my hot herbal elixirs and my, my um, you know, whatever, whatever that is. It, but it didn't happen because I tried to anymore. Once I released that straitjacket, this is the natural evolution of where I'm at now. And uh, it's, it's a very liberating and um, it's just a very cool thing, I think.
1: Absolutely. And it's just so important for people to, as you said, figure that out for themselves and what makes you feel good. And whether it's a message you get or just kind of paying attention to your body and realizing, you know what, this makes me feel good. And this makes me happy and my body feels good and my face feels good and (laughs) all the different things that, you know, are going to make you wake up and, and continue on feeling good. That's what people need to realize and it's very, very hard with every day, you know, a new book coming out, a new diet plan, a new – it's so overwhelming even for me. Like even with some of our guests, don't get me wrong. Like we have so many that contradict each other. One says have coconut oil. One says don't have coconut oil. Like I can can imagine for the newbie who's just getting into the health world, you know, people like us, we've been here for a long time. We're able to really understand what works for us. But the new person who's like, I don't understand and they're really trying to take advice – it's got to be so hard. Um, and again, Jesse and I really try and like drill in, just, you know, be your own advocate and be your own researcher and be your own doctor <laughs> and, and try and uh, figure out for yourself without, you know, take, like read the, read the books and read the blogs and listen to the podcast, but take bite-sized bits from all of it and, and build your own.
0: Yeah, this is a really profound... Um... Uh, point is that I feel as though most people um, are kind of in this uh, i, I don 't want to uh, this is not meant to be a judgment but it 's just a it 's just a perspective is that we 're kind of rounded up in a, a herd like um, system that that herds people together as if they were just numbers, um, something to be uh, navigated with or manipulated in a way, and so that psychology has actually been. Built into a lot of people where we need someone that seems like an authoritative figure to tell us what to do. And I understand that when you're getting into a new um, transition in life, into a new lifestyle, where you don't have the expertise, you actually, you're genuinely wanting to find out a new path for yourself, but you're just like, look, I don't know where to start. And mm. And so that starting point is is everything. But then what, and I'm pretty sure you probably resonate with this, what I really usher out to people is that, you know, start to tune into your intuitive navigational system. See what resonates for you. If something sounds to you like truth, like you feel it in your body, not just like it makes sense, right? But actually feel something in your body like, you know, when that coconut oil, when you hold a jar of, organic extra virgin um non-refined coconut oil you hold it take a minute close your eyes for a second and actually feel your body because it will start to awaken those signals that will actually guide you to what works
1: mm-hmm. yeah so important for people to be aware of that
0: mm-hmm. and yeah so that brings me into meditation i want to know from you what um what are some of the subtle and maybe even more profound um, benefits that you've derived from a meditation practice?
1: Uh, I've got a very active mind. I've got a very active body. I'm probably like I'm a, I'm a fast talker. I'm a fast walker. I'm a fast eater. Everything I do is fast, fast, fast. <laughs> so that's why the constant practice for me of slowing down, even quieting my mind, and whether it's something guided or not, I find just for those few moments that I'm a little bit more in control and I don't have to rush. Although it's very hard for someone like me with my type of, you know, personality and my type of way of being to stop without trying to get to the next thing. So it is a constant challenge. So I, I tend to do a lot of my meditation at night, which I know often, you know, again, there's no right or wrong, but a lot of, you know, a lot of recommendations, especially by some of our guests is to do it first thing in the morning and sitting up. <laughs> I do it at night, lying down, because um, that feels right to me. And it's a nice way for me to ease into my sleep. Um, although I sometimes do fall asleep beforehand, so I'm not getting sometimes the full effect of, of listening to it. But I have found that it has slowly started to quiet, as I said, quiet my mind, slow me down. And that is is huge for me. And I want that to continue because I want to be able to embrace the moment more and be a little bit more present as opposed to always thinking about what's next or passing through the moment too fast. I, I tend to do that and I keep doing it even though I know better. So I think that practice and keep practicing it is going to help me with that.
0: Do you find that um, before, let's say, um, possibly before you would normally be in the flow of activities, and it's like kind of automatic—you just kind of you're going through your tasks, you're going through your your daily routines. Do you find like? stopping and actually like you know it's like I call it energetic hygiene <laughs> um, where you're taking a quick breath and um, essentially you're just getting an idea of why you're about to do something before we do it have you found something like that for yourself
1: I've I have done that um, I've definitely you know recognized that I've done that before I think I need to do it more often and Jesse's very good at that. He's been very, he's very good at like kind of bringing things back into the present and acknowledging that. However, the downfall <laughs> for him is that sometimes he's so focused that he's not aware of what's going on around him or he can get so caught up in the moment that like it's like okay, hun, <laughs> come out of it. But he's he's the balance for me because he'll be like, "Hun, do you realize where we are right now?" Like, do you realize, like, how beautiful this is? And I'm like, oh, you know, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. I have to stop and kind of embrace it. And it's uh, and having, having a doggie now, too, is really kind of, I find that very meditative. Like, I can just watch her. I was just outside with her before, before I got on this call. And she's kind of getting into her witching hour right now. But she, she sat down and she looked up at me. And she's got these gorgeous green eyes. And I'm just staring at her face. And I'm just like, Wow like just this moment of like this little this little being looking up at me and this is so special and i just kind of like stopped and i wasn't like rushing her i wasn't like frustrated i was just like you are delicious this moment is delicious mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was very calming and i think that's probably why a lot of people get pets and dogs is because of that calming loving energy
0: mm yeah so I'm curious now, going a little deeper um, on the the health topic because it's it's so superficialized in terms of like you mentioned all these diet books coming out. It's basically like the same thing regurgitated in a thousand different ways. Rearrange your macronutrients, um, change the theme, but it's essentially like the same stuff just rehashed. And so, um, I, I'm I'm what I'm wanting to ask is. Have you considered, or, um, or more so, what do you think are the deeper things that people are seeking when they're trying to change a diet, they're seeking to, they're doing a cleanse, um, anything that would be a positive change in their health, what do you think people are actually seeking?
1: Well, I get to experience a lot of live people in my public cooking classes here at the studio, so I get to hear some of those goals and what people are seeking and a lot of them yeah are the superficial or common things, let's say, um, you know, weight loss, sleep, energy, and I find those are probably the three biggest things. And then from there it goes into clearing something up or, you know, whether it's a rash or something that they're experiencing chronically. And it's, as you said, like it's, it's rearranging, you know, so much of the, the concepts that are kind of put out in so many different books and then taking that, it's almost like scrapbooking and like taking the pieces and figuring it out. But at the end of the day, if people kind of cut away from that superficial goal to what we've been talking about all along is just that kind of that feeling, that connected state of feeling healthy, feeling thriving health and what that actually means. Because when you go to that, All the other things happen. You will drop weight. You will probably most likely sleep better. Your energy will go up. Like what I'm doing right now with my health, my goal wasn't weight loss. My goal wasn't, you know, skin, hair, nails. Um, It wasn't those little things, but all those things are happening. And I don't, I don't even, didn't even need to lose weight, but like I'm just finding I'm feeling really good and really lean and really, um, really healthy and feeling good in my skin. And it's so hard to break that common, and I've got a lot of females, that's my main clientele, a lot of females, you know, between 40 and 60 to break that cycle of, you know, focusing on food and calories and nutrition. And, you know, is that avocado, if I'm going to eat more of it, aren't I still going to get fat? And no, it's, it's it, there's so much in there to try and train um, that mind to understand that quality nutrition and quality well being comes with so much more than you know then the macronutrients and then breaking it down.
0: Mm. Yeah, this is beautiful. Um <laughs> you know as we unpack the layers of, you know, I guess identifying what the drivers are behind our behavior bef- behind our goals. When I say the word superficial again for people listening, please don't interpret it as a as a judgment per se. It's a, it's an explanation of an observation. So we, a lot of times, are seeking something on the surface, a material goal, or, or our body is, is, fits into that. How we want our body to feel, look, all that kind of thing. But behind that, there are drivers, there are emotional drivers, there are potentially wounds or traumas um, mm-hmm. that actually want to be surfaced. But a lot of times, we keep picking the, the scab and don't actually let it heal. And this is something I I continue to come up against. I'll, I'll tell you this: you know, we just had the the super new moon, right? And the last few days, in my immediate world, in my inner circle of avatars that I surround myself with. Um, a lot has been breaking down for them, and I've actually, like yesterday, I was on the phone with six different women, some of them clients, some of them friends, and I was basically helping them unpack all the stuff that's surfacing and going on, and what, I, what came out of that, um, what was quite beautiful, was through the surfacing, through the identifying what they were actually motivated by beyond what the story was, it birthed this amazing healing thing where i saw somebody like completely broken and within an hour come completely out of it so with that said um yeah maybe if if you have uh some t- some things to elaborate on that with what you've seen like the the drivers behind um behind these these goals that we have
1: yeah no it's very true like often you know yeah security issues attachment and um just self confidence all those things are usually like deep down core values that may have gotten shifted from somewhere along the way and they get blocked and then you know people are insomniacs because they you know they're thinking about the wrong kinds of things about themselves or you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a really deep conversation to go into. So I have found definitely through some of my clients that I have worked one-on-one with, or even just surprisingly, like people who are coming to a cooking class just to learn some healthy new recipes, I'll get an email or I'll get, you know, a phone call or someone coming back to another cooking class and just saying like, not only, you know, are these recipes delicious and we're feeling so good and my kids are eating them, but like my confidence you know, in the kitchen or my confidence in general. Like I just feel so good about healthy eating, healthy food. I'm able to go out to, you know, and navigate and help my friends. And now they're asking me and you just see a shift, like a pep in their step. Mm. Um, that's, that's a common one that I find, which is so nice because when that barrier is broken of how easy it is to integrate clean eating into their life. And if they are coming to my cooking classes for you know, again, weight loss, energy, or even just wanting more healthy recipes because they're at a loss with what they're cooking at home, they end up getting so much more out of it, which is always, always, always so rewarding to me. And we're able to, again, through the podcast, you know, Jesse and I, we're getting unbelievable testimonials and we're not even directly seeing or experiencing these people. We're getting unbelievable emails just saying, you know, I've taken some of these concepts and, this has happened, or my husband's doing this, and now my kid is doing eat, eating this, and I'm just so happy. And even if it just brings happiness or a smile to their mm-hmm. face, that's a transformation. And when we hear that, it transforms us. So it's a mm-hmm. trickle effect. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so special.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if I went off. No, <laughs> the there, no. But- <laughs> I mean, you could keep going. I mean, that was that was fantastic. Um, I'm taking a moment here. Because something wants to come through, but I don't quite have the words for it. Um, I'll just leave it at that. That you know that, or actually, you know what it sounds like to me is your motivation, your driver, is to to empower other people beyond just the toolbox, but to empower them to be more confident, to have a more positive conviction for what their life can be um, through using health as a vehicle for that. You got it. Mm-hmm. That's
1: pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, okay, so as we traverse through the the conclusion of this, with everything we've talked about, all this juicy, very in depth um, insight, what do you, and you kind of answered this again, but I'm going to rephrase it and maybe we'll go into other territory. Um, what do your daily lifestyle? What does your daily lifestyle look like, and how do you? anchor in your personal self-care practices with the activities of your life
1: yeah and good question because again very timely right now with my life being divided up with having a new puppy I'm not kidding I feel like a new mom so I've really had to now work extra hard at bringing the self-care in and so you know a a typical day for me is you know, getting up and <laughs> right now, taking the doggy out. But be- let's talk before that. Like what I was doing before all this changed is I I love my morning time and my before bedtime. It's just me. Whether whether I'm on Instagram or whether I'm just sitting looking at my wall, whatever I'm doing, I just I I really do enjoy being by myself. And so in the morning, I find when I first wake up, I'm able to do that. I wake up, I make myself a little morning elixir. Uh, I make a, a really awesome energetic beverage with usually coconut water, or just spring water, and I'll put in some superfoods. They, they vary all the time, different greens, powders, whatever I put in there. And to me, that is a great way for me to start my day. I'm, I'm hydrating myself. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling nourished. And that gets my day started. And then activity comes in. So I'll do some form of exercise, whether it's a seven-minute workout, a run, a spin class, yoga, whatever I'm feeling for that day. It does change daily. I, I engage in that for sometimes as little or as long as I want. Then comes breakfast, and I love breakfast because I love to eat. <laughs> so, and and that's uh, you know always very exciting for me. What am I going to create? What's going to go into my smoothie or my chia porridge or my whatever I decide to concoct? And I enjoy that very much. And then my day begins, and every day is different. Now, throughout the day, I'm trying now because my days are sometimes all over the place with whether I'm at the studio doing writing or engaging in a meeting or creating courses, whatever I'm doing, uh, I'm starting to try and take time away from my days a little bit for me. If I, even if that means meeting a friend for, you know, a a walk or going to make an appointment for myself or doing something, I don't need to, I don't need to put myself into a nine to five (laughs) or nine to midnight, whatever it is for an entrepreneur um, position when When I don't need to, like I I work all the time, so I I need to give myself some slack, Um, and I'm trying to do this more and more because it's very hard for me to step away from that. So I've been really trying to build that in again, back to self care. Now I didn't even go into my shower routine. I'll just briefly Mm
0: -hmm. go over that, Mm -hmm. just with
1: um, body care. Like I've been definitely doing skin brushing and uh, tongue scraping. I'm trying to get oil pulling more into my routine, but I'm trying to really take care of. You know my physical body as well too with some of these awesome practices again that I know about, but they're being thrown in my face over and over again through our guests on the podcast. It's like yes, I got to keep doing oil pulling, and yes, I got to keep mm-hmm. scraping my tongue before I eat food every day. Um, so it's it's just good little reminders. And luckily, Jesse and I've created the uh, our habits app, so I'm using my app too to also send me reminders for my own daily routines to keep self care into my life. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, right. i got to do that. Or I got to go, you know, go take five seconds and read a quote or wh- whatever it is I need to do. So I, I really try and bring that in. And then in the evening again, to wind down making myself a tea or some kind of warm drink. And it's so funny. It's like, I don't even have TV or cable. I have a TV in my, in my uh, apartment, but I don't it's not connected to anything. So if I have to treat myself to like watch Netflix, it's like, okay, so tonight if I have nothing to do. Maybe I'll throw on an episode of something or Jesse will download me something, but it's so rare. I don't even know what it's like to, you know, watch TV anymore. It's so distant from my life. Reading books is something I'm trying to keep as a routine. That is again, a. a goal of mine is to get through a book and actually stick with it. It's very (laughs) challenging for me. That comes with my personality. I think of wanting to get onto the next. So I would like, you know, forward moving from here, like to have a a reading time slot before bed to become a consistent pattern or habit for me.
0: That's so funny. I I was just kind of laughing to myself about that last thing you said Mm -hmm. about, following through and finishing one book and i have those bouts too sometimes and i have a tremendous amount of uh, books that i love to go over and i'm really inspired to dive into but i kind of have that personality too where like i'm reading power versus force and then i'm reading um about detoxification and then the lymphatic system and then paranormal activities and then psychic mediums and totally and all of it and i'm so into all of it um But there is something to be said about being able to anchor yourself in, not necessarily like you have to, okay, I'm going to read this book and then that's it. But then, you know, to in the moment, in the presence of the activity that you're you're doing, to say, okay, in this moment, I'm going to focus my full attention on this um, and then try to keep practicing that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And that is, you know, it's, it's good to have that as a goal because I need to keep bringing myself back there. And, you know, I, I keep thinking like when things settle down when Jesse moves to Toronto, when the dog is older, like I'll have time to do that, but you just got to do it. It's got to do it now.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. You just have to do it now. Like why wait till tomorrow? You don't know. So just yeah. make the start ingraining the habits now. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Beautiful. So, um, with the last couple minutes we have left, I would love for you to share any parting insights, um, maybe a few steps that people can take to get activated, Um, you know, anything that you'd love to share, please.
1: Yeah, I think it's just so important for people to define for themselves what health is for them, you know, What is the, what does that mean and how does that make you feel and what would that include as, as far as moving forward? Does that mean changing up your diet? Does that mean engaging in one of these healthy practices we talked about? So establishing what that is and, of course, being a food person, I'm going you know, to elaborate on that. So if food and healthier eating is your goal, again, what are the starting points that you can work with or if you're already in it and you want to change things up, discovering and, um, and toying with what what is easy and implementable right away without kind of taking on too much at once mm-hmm. and taking all the information that you're hearing from podcasts, again, such as this or blogs or YouTube videos, whatever you're doing and grabbing those bits that really seem to resonate with you that really kind of spark your interest or it's like, oh, I really want to try that. How can you incorporate it and doing it in a way that's going to make it last and not, you know, a fleeting moment and doing something so that you can keep building on it. And then from there, whether it's someone who likes to take on everything at once, cold turkey styles, or someone who wants to really kind of take their time. It's like, you know, over the next year, I'm going to transform my health. Awesome. You know, if you know that about yourself and you need someone to take time, then be committed to that. And if you're someone who's like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to eat more greens. I'm going to cut out, you know, refined food. I'm going to do this. Awesome. You know, like kind of get to know who you are so that you can make those health and healthy eating habits stick for the long term.
0: Mm -hmm. Very well put. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, you know, you have this app, and I also, I would like for you to share that, and then also um, where people can find you and, you know, the podcast and all that good stuff.
1: All right. So for me, MarnieWassman.com. I've got my website there, and for those of you who are in Toronto, and you want to come to a cooking class? I'd love to have you. But for those of you around the world, I just launched an online cooking class that anyone can access, and I have a coupon code for your guests, Ronnie, that uh, they can use the code homemade H O M E M A D E and access my online cooking class and get a discount. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I have people all around the world who can't make it into my studio, and now they can experience classes on social media. I'm at at Marni Wasserman, so M-A-R-N-I-W-A-S-S-E-R-M-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll find me easily following that. For the podcast... The Ultimate Health Podcast, subscribe, download it, and uh, become a listener. (laughs) We are, you know, we're constantly putting out new shows. And our app, go to gethabitsapp.com, and that way you can implement Healthy Habits right away. Very low price point, very awesome app, and it's being updated right now to – become so next level we're so excited uh, for reminders and customization and we've got all kinds of amazing tips i think ronnie you've got a couple in there so we've taken tips from all of our awesome guests and made actionable steps that you can then take on into your healthy routine so jesse and i have been working very hard on this and now it is available for the world to access
0: beautiful that's so cool i'm gonna i'm gonna have to um get my own get my own app or, I mean, not get my own app, but get a copy get the- of your app. Is yeah. What I mean. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll get you one. No problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really love this conversation. Obviously, you as the viewer over there, if you are still listening to this, it's a safe assumption that you did too. So check out Marnie's um, information, the podcast. There, I mean, I'm just going to say this too, um, the Ultimate Health Podcast is totally amazing. And I don't actually really say that about many podcasts, not that I don't think that, but I'm kind of, I hop around too with podcasts and I kind of get bored with most of them to be honest. But with yours, it's, it's dynamic. There's every episode is something totally new and I can always pull out little insights both as an educator and practically for my own life. So Um, Yeah, everybody check that out, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast. We will see you next time, and much aloha.